What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Unstable Duo Podcast for this special Monday episode. I'm Forrest, as always. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Justin. How you doing, Justin? How was Mexico? Mexico was great, my gringo. You decided to come back? <laughs> I swore uh, I saw you last weekend outside Home Depot looking for... Want to do some yard work or something? Yeah, I changed my name to Juan. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was trying to do some work. Uh I spoke too good English and charged too much, apparently. <laughs> all right, all right. So this week we have a Justin topic. Uh, would you like to share what this week's topic is about? Masculinity. Is it toxic? toxic? <laughs> like, yo, uh, toxic masculinity is the topic. It is the word of the day. It is the thought that's in all our minds. Is it toxic or is it not? Which is hilarious because... Most of our uh, viewer base on Facebook during live streams is women. <laughs> yeah, so I'll hopefully get a lot of those uh, lovely ladies to weigh in. Um, I'm sure we're going to get some engagement from them. Um, even Herb, when he joins in. <laughs> I'm not sure which uh, way he comes. He in, uh, it's, we hopefully will find out. <laughs> we'll get answers we might not... Uh, no, we ever wanted. All right, so where would you like to start on this topic today? I know we're kind of, with you being on vacation all week, we're kind of having a freelance conversation. Um, <laughs> welcome, Sarah. Uh, she just tagged George to get him the way in. So where would you like to start on this conversation? First off, describe what masculinity is for anybody well, that doesn't understand for some reason. I was actually going to go the opposite way and describe what the current definition of toxic masculinity is. Okay, well, like, like share both what it, what the current definition and what it what you think it or what you define it it, it should be. So, toxic ma masculinity is a negative aspect of exaggerated masculine traits. It is a term used to describe the negative aspects of. I just said that, didn't I? Yep. It is defined by adherence to traditional male gender roles that stigmatize and limit the emotions boys and men may comfortably express while elevating other emotions such as anger. Toxic masculinity is marked by economic, political, social expectations that men seek and achieve dominance. Uh, real quick, I don't think George will be on today, Sarah, because uh, wrestling is on currently. Uh... Right. So <laughs> des describe that. So... A man that g give an example of what what people in today's society would consider a toxic trait. Um, standing up and you know protecting people, you know, like that defending deep defending like, your Get woman. out of my face. You know that kind of guy, the guy that's got the bulging muscles. You know what George is watching right now, wrestling. <laughs> um. Guys that are just big, buff, and they're the typical man, you know, the guy that'll slap a girl on the ass and say, hey, baby, um, that kind of guy is looked at as toxic. Is, uh, uh, would, would what, they, what they call mansplaining, would that be considered a toxic trait? A guy that wants to explain things to people? Yeah, I, I would think so. Um I would put that there. If any of us have ever watched The Sopranos or Godfather, any of those, uh, you know, classic mafia movies, Scarface, 
uh, the men in those movies today would be considered toxic. Okay. Um, which we kind of consider, like, that's being a man. I mean, you stand up for what you believe in, you protect your family, those types of things. Um, that's not looked at the same way now as it was 20 or 30 years ago. Now, what do you think... Because one topic we'll get into is, I find interesting, I say it all the time, is men are not today what they were even in our generations. I grew up learning how to repair my vehicles. I learned how to change a car tire at eight years old. Um, if I had a problem, I figured out how to solve it. A lot of that was growing up, you know, poor, but it's also part of being a man. I know grown men that don't even know how to change a tire, don't know the first thing about how to unhook a car battery, like things that were common sense as a child, um, don't know how to use basic tools. Right. And, you know, the generations now are taught way different than we are. Uh, I mean, of course, they've got Google and they've got YouTube to help them along if they need it. Um, they went more from the hands-on approach, let me get in this and do it, to oh, let me stand back and let someone else tell me how to do it. Yeah. Um, Sarah said men, men are getting so soft. And sure. One thing I find exactly. interesting, um, last week my starter went on my vehicle. I had uh, Sarah's husband, Pete, come and help me figure it out. And I'm watching him the whole time. If I don't know how to do something and somebody's helping me, you best believe I'm watching them like a hawk. I'm asking questions because I want to be able to do it next time. I fix right. things for people all the time, other men, and they'll be off doing whatever, knitting a quilt or some shit Why I do all the work and they're not learning anything. Right. I'm now, the same way. No, I'm hands-on. You know, we've talked a lot on the podcast about uh, we were told as men growing up, you know, man up, you know, don't show your emotions. You know, we've talked a lot about mental health is becoming more acceptable, but it's almost like we went from one extreme to the other. We went to too hard on men to now men are too soft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it definitely took a, a 180. Mm. Um, and it's not a good 180. No. Uh, some of the things that have changed, might be okay, but for the most part, men aren't the men that, you know, we saw growing up. They're just not. Um, and it's a sad situation. This is another one of those, uh, we'll call it woke ideas, um, because it, it, it's coming from a place trying to make an oppressor the oppressed. Um, and really, being a man is not being an oppressor. Mm-hmm. Um, we're raised a certain way in an older generation where men are supposed to be the hunter-gatherers. They're supposed to be the protectors. They're supposed to be the leaders, the head of the house. They're supposed to be fathers. And they're supposed to nurture <laughs> the their strength. Bun. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the man bun. Um, but now I can't even hate. Of... I just wish I had hair. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that comes from being a man. We eat a lot of meat. Uh, a lot of meat. Stress. Um, yeah, and stress. Yeah. I mean, I haven't pulled my hair out, but I'm sure my hair knew what I was thinking at the time <laughs> <laughs> and just ran. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Do you think this shift in manliness, as I, as I guess we'll refer to it, as much as you know, feminists may 
bash us for that comment. Do you think this shift in manliness is is because of society uh, coming down on men more for the way they feel or the way they act? Do you think it's something? There, there's more soy in your diet, which I've heard. Uh, I've heard soy has a lot of um, estrogen in it. And that's why, like, when you go to the gym, a lot of trainers tell you to stay away from it. And almost everything has soy in it. And I've heard a lot of people say that that's the reason uh, men are more feminine nowadays as opposed to back then. I've heard all these things. What do you think is the reason? Is it society? Is it something we eat? Is it culturally? What is it? I think it's a little mix of everything. I think the biggest inhibitor of masculinity is society. You're almost uh, looked down on being a man. I mean, it's always, you know, peg the patriarchy. It's always the man's fault. Everything to blame is on the man. Um, and a lot of times we get blamed by other men for yep. being men. Yeah. Um, I think that is number one on the list. Uh, we could call it, like I said, woke, social justice. Um, I've honestly definitely... only ever seen men do that that are inferior. It's usually some... Five foot five scrawny fucking man bun wearing dweeb coming down on another man for the way they may act. Exactly. And you'll see them marching around with a bunch of lesbians, um, hanging out with them, uh, joining into groups that they would never be allowed to be a part of. Yeah. I mean, let's just be real. They they aren't men. Um, they're just not. We got a uh, comment that says men can't even grow beards anymore, which is... Is, oh, is ironically, I don't think it's a bash on you. Uh, no, no, I mean, just look at the the beard on the screen across from me. Look at the beard at home, Sarah. <laughs> oh, well, well we're, 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 I think she considers us men. Um, okay, you know, good. <laughs> um, I have a nephew who's 27 years old, and he can't get more than a little peach fuzz on his chin. Again, uh, maybe it is something in the in the water, something in the food. It's weird. Definitely, I, I've heard the soy. Um, we're also a loss at a loss of testosterone. So testosterone levels across men, countrywide, are lowering. Yeah. Um, and you build t- testosterone by eating meat. Yeah. I mean that, that builds it. So it's not eating lean meats. It's eating a piece of meat. You know, a burger, a juicy steak. You gotta throw them in. Um, exercising gross testosterone i mean we have an obese society some people unfortunately are born that way and have to work really hard to change that um others are just lazy i'm fat but i'm all man uh, it's, <laughs> but you wear it you know what the deal is i mean yeah. you're not afraid to be a man we've talked many a times um about the bullying that you went through and the fighting back Okay, now some would say that exhibits toxic masculinity, but it doesn't. It, and it, it really shows the protector in yourself, Yeah, uh, which is a very masculine trait. Uh, mankind, as a man, was known and made to be hunters, gatherers, protectors, fathers, leaders. We were supposed to take charge. We were supposed to be the head of the household. That is what man was made to do. And if you look at this and any religion, that's what men are supposed to be doing. It is ingrained in every type of religious document for every type. The funny except maybe 
Buddhists and monks. The funny thing is, is as a man, I am much more tolerant to people disrespecting me. I've been bullied a lot in my life. Um, I don't, if, if somebody says something to me on the street, I don't give a shit. Somebody disrespects somebody I care a lot about. That's where I'm stepping up. Right. And it takes a lot of inner strength and masculinity to be able to turn the other cheek when it comes to yourself. Yeah. Um, to not fly off the handle and just go into a rage because someone, you know, says, hey, you're missing a couple of hairs on top. And now you want to knock them out. That That's where I think we draw the line on masculinity being toxic. As, you know, someone gives you a little poke and you're just ready to throw down and beat them. Instead of just saying, eh, you're not really messing up my day. And, you know, it takes a lot of inner strength. Um, in the Bible, it says the meek shall inherit the earth. Now, that does not mean meek as in you're curled up, you're five foot tall, 20 pounds, and you're just this little tiny wiry guy hiding in a corner. It is the person that can stand up for the loved ones, but at the same time can turn the other cheek when they're, you know, not in danger themselves. And being able to walk away from a bad situation instead of escalating. All right. So I have a, I have this little thing I want to do. If you, if you have a topic, specific topic you want to go with, we'll go there. Otherwise I found this feminist ally website that lists the top two toxic masculinity traits. I like to read them off and we can kind of go through them a little bit. (laughs) These are pretty crazy. (laughs) So you want me to continue or do you have something you want to to go with that one? I'd love to hear that. All right. So the, the top, the number 10 is being stoic. Men are constantly given the message that they must be self-reliant, independent, physically tough. Men are told that, to to do to be this way to make themselves you have to you make yourself successful in terms of business society and finding a partner. This is considered a toxic trait of masculinity. I, I don't think, think that's, that, that's crazy. <laughs> how is how is being self reliant? And this is from a feminist ally website. How is being self reliant and confident? I mean, granted, there is the nurse. You you do cross that line of being a narcissistic douche, but. How the fuck is confidence and self-reliant considered a toxic trait? That's that's just crazy. It's that little, it's the little soy boy that wrote it and is reading it, and is letting a feminist, a feminazi, beat him down. Um, that is the way you lose your testosterone. Mm-hmm. Where, where you just you run into a, a whole bunch of people that just want to hug and live a hippie life and, you know, go along to get along. Um, and, you know, they're going to whine about not getting the raise at work or not getting the promotion instead of going in the office saying, hey, dude, I earned it. You're going to give it to me. Yeah. Um, they are the ones that are going to be collecting the uh, welfare benefits because the job market got too tough and emotionally they can't handle it. And. It's been it's been proven time and time again in relationships and business. People want a man that is confident and has trust in himself. Right. Uh, if you go in for an interview for a leadership role and they say, "What kind of leader are you?" and you say, "Well, I don't know. I mean, just let me know what you need me to do. Maybe a." I can talk to these guys and we can kind of work things out and get no, 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 no. 
I'm here to get shit done. Let me see what it is you need, and it's done. Yep. You you, you gotta be right straight to the point. Um. I just I don't I don't get how anyone can read uh, that article. You know the topic you just read off mm-hmm. and not look at it like it's an article from the Onion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I assure you guys, it's not. It's from a, a website called um, uh, New New Dawn Aurora Feminist Ally. Oh, jeez. Uh, there's a couple <laughs> on here I actually agree with a little bit. The next one I I do kind of agree with, and next. Um, praising other men for being whores. Um, that's not a manly trait to to sleep with a hundred women, you know, or whatever your sexual preference. I don't find it to be a, a worthy, humane trait to be a, a whore that betrays trust and hurts people, whether you're a woman or female. Yeah, I mean, I that that's one of my topics on here, uh, the hit it and quit it culture. Mm-hmm. Um, where we're all going for body counts. Um, at one point in time, that is kind of something you looked up to guys about, you know, when you're younger, like, yeah, did you get that? Did you get that? But as you grow a little bit older, you look back on that former you and realize that that is not the type of culture <laughs> that a masculine man um, should be taking part of. That is definitely something that that comes with age. It's it's a conversation I've had in the past too. Like um, I've been I've been the stepfather to a, a daughter and and a son, and it's it's interesting because even at my age now, I would be much harder on my daughter being in a relationship because I'm much more protective. I would not want my son to be a whore by any means. But it's like my son being in a relationship is much more easy for me to digest than my daughter. Right, because, you know, the father of that young lady your son is, you know, with is going to be the one checking your son. Yeah. So it's almost like you got that extra set of eyes helping you out because they're protecting their daughter while you get to focus a little more on protecting your daughter. So you Um, actually agree with with this one. Yeah, I mean, at one point in life, it was like, let's rack up this body count. That was the thought in mind when we were younger. Teenage, 20s. Yeah. If you're you're in your 30s and you you still have that mentality, you're you're not really a man. You're not a a proper man. No. You're a little fuckboy. What we're taught or not taught at a young age um, is how to be that man. Okay, Um, you lost your father at a young age. You didn't have dad there to teach you how to be the man that he was or should have been. I was raised by the streaks, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My dad was and mom divorced when I was young, so I didn't have much of him either. So I didn't really get that that good, uh, you know, person to teach me what needed to be done to be a man. Yeah. But now that I am a full-grown man, it's much harder to dedicate yourself to a person, a single solitary person, than it is to go out and just beat cheeks with whoever you can find. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes a bigger man, a stronger man, 
to be that guy. I agree with you. Okay. It's much more manly to be in a real relationship, to face those real-world problems and work on them together instead of saying, oh, I can't deal with this. I'm just going to go find some other somebody else to hook up with for a few weeks. Right. And, I mean, I'm not saying that you can't date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, There's a difference but... between dating and being a whore. Right. I mean, and you're dating a person might not last long. Yeah. It might not. And maybe you, you two get it on the first night. Maybe you do. Okay. But was that what you want to keep doing? No. It, I mean, it's tiring. <laughs> I mean, I've only ever been does. in long, long, long-term relationships and even those get tiring changing relationships. Like <laughs> I'd rather yeah, be in one for my whole life. Right. I mean, and it takes dedication. I mean, as you get older, you start to think about things such as dating with a purpose. Yeah. Um, are you going out to just, you know, casually watch some dinner, you know, watch movies, have a couple of drinks and dinner and not a whole lot more than that? Be clear about the expectation. Um, that doesn't mean you have to try the goods. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, there's many things that come along with the hit it and quit it culture. I mean, there's babies that can be born, STDs that can be passed. One of the main Arts reasons babies are to single moms is because of the that hit it, hit it and quit it culture. Right. And if you're a masculine man, you're not going to let that happen. Yep. I mean, if I went out and had a one-nighter and found out, oh, shit, I'm going to be dad, uh, of course, many years ago, um, I would have to step into a role, a role that I might not want to be in, but that is being a man. I think a lot of this goes with the... As you become a man and you mature, you think of five years down the line, ten years down the line, where when you're young and stupid, you're thinking of, what am I doing this weekend? That's all you care about. Right. You're not thinking down the line. Yeah. What am I doing and who am I doing? Yeah. Um, and I think as adolescents, that's how we want to live our life. As What am I doing on Friday? Who am I doing on Saturday? And then maybe I can get lucky and find someone for Sunday. Yep. Um, and that is that right there, the hit it and quit it, I would say is toxic masculinity. Um, that is a reason why good women, um, and by good women, I am explicitly going to those that aren't a part of the hit it and quit it culture. Mm -hmm. um, of course, mistakes happen. But the reason that good women think of man men badly and as toxic is because they're probably victims of oh this guy hit it and didn't call me they got ghosted yeah um and then they they stop searching it, it causes insecure long-term insecurities and in, with with both sexes in relationships granted it is more men that do it but you know I, i've been with women when i was younger that did it and it, it caused insecurities with me going forward it it's just a bad trait so, that's one I would definitely put as toxic. All right, here's... Uh, the next one is reacting negatively to the concept of homosexuality. Oh, come on. I guess it determines... I guess, the, I guess it would determine what they mean by negatively. I have no problem with gay people. I'm not going to go to... 
Like, <laughs> if you're gay, fine. I have no problem with you at all. But I'm not going to go celebrate with a parade. I'm not going to put a, a, a gay pride flag in my window. Does that make me toxic? Because I won't do that. Like, and I think some, I think some people would consider that some hard feminists would probably consider that a toxic trait because I won't champion for them. Right. Yeah. I, I've got no problem with gay folks, um, that we were down, uh, in Mexico and we're eating dinner and everywhere around us are gay couples Mm -hmm. like all over. And then there's rainbow flags one block over, um, like a whole area of where we were was gay, like celebrated gay pride. Okay. That's fine and cool. I don't care about the people as in like, they don't bother me. But what bothers me is PDA. Yeah. I mean that to me, even a straight couple. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think, I think again, that kind of comes with just maybe our, our, old-fashioned background or something i'm not i'm not making out in public and i i just don't want to see other people whatever your sex is like do that privately so no i have no problem with gay people but i'm not going to champion for them i I don't see the need in wearing using props or or doing a parade right and it was funny so i'm at this churro restaurant and we're getting churros Mm -hmm. i walk out to have a smoke and I see the first male and male couple as I'm you know, kind of looking down the road, looking around, like, all right, well, uh, they're kissing. Like, well, I'll turn the other way. Uh, I'm not going to watch it. And I turn right over and looking like that, like, oh, there's another gay couple. Like, <laughs> what's going on? I Four or five different directions I turn just because I get uncomfortable with PDA. It's almost like, like- I'll kiss my wife but I'm not going to make out with her in front of everybody in public. It's almost like we're slowly coming back on into like the seventies where everybody's wearing fucking bell bottoms and it's all about like sleep with everybody and have sex anywhere kind of deal. Um, and the toxic part, the part that is toxic is I, I would say immoral behaviors. Um, so morally, we're not supposed to be showing off things to each other in public. Mm-hmm. What happens in the bedroom stays in the bedroom, not in the middle of the street. Yeah. That type of stuff. Um, and it takes masculinity, real masculinity, to know there's a time and place. Um, and I'm not going to go up to the gay couple and say, hey, dudes, uh, can you stop that? Because, again, it's not my business. They've already made me semi uncomfortable because I wouldn't go and tell the straight couple to stop it. Yeah. But don't tell so, us we're we're toxic if we don't if we don't champion for you to do that. Right, because I'm not gonna take part in it. Sorry, just not. <clears throat> Alright, the other one next one they have listed is kinda one I agree with agree with again too is uh being violent. Now there's a time and place for everything. Obviously if you're just walking around being a jackass. Get out of my way. Uh, fight for no reason. You're you're toxic. You know. Uh, if you're being violent with women, you're a piece of shit. Children. <clears throat> but if you're protecting, you know, somebody you love or yourself, um, there's nothing wrong with being violent. Obviously. 
So again, it depends on how they mean it. And I, I, there's there's so many different feminist groups. There's probably some that say if somebody punches you, you should walk away. No, I'm punching them back. I don't care if I lose. I'm defending myself. I'm going to fight back. Uh, but then right. there's the more the more normal people that say defending yourself is fine. We're going to see the extremes all the way through the through the line. Yeah, and when I was looking stuff up, that was a similar example to what I was reading in a couple of ways that bullying obviously is toxic. Yeah. Um, but then you have to define what the bullying is. If you're just picking on someone, just, you know, poking at them. Um, sometimes that's not really bullying, but when you're doing it to harm somebody or hurt their feelings purpose behind it, that would be more bullying. Yep. Obviously that end of it is toxic. Um, and then the article went on to say that person that stands up to the bully is toxic. I'm like, well, you can't have it both ways. Mm -hmm. Being a man means protecting yourself, protecting your family. That is a masculine trait. I don't care what anyone says. It's masculine to stand up and protect people. Exactly. Sarah um, said my husband will always defend me. That doesn't make him toxic. Exactly. Uh, he would. And you know firsthand that I would defend anybody I care about. <coughs> right. Uh, and it doesn't make us toxic. Correct. I would say that where that comes into play, like if the bullying situation that could make the victim toxic would be the guy punches you in the nose and you just proceed to just pound the crap out of him for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Your point was made probably after you hit him once or twice. Yeah. But then you just keep going and going and going and going. Now you're trying to prove another point that you didn't need to make. That, okay? That's true. Like, that, the point you needed to make was stop it. Yeah. I don't like it. So you take it too far, it would fit. I saw this, I started watching this new show called Customer Wars and I saw this this dude with was with his woman inside of a cell phone store and another guy was behind him checking out his woman's ass and he catches him doing it and he's like, You like what you see and just punches him as hard as he can right in the face. Like his hat flies off, he stumbles. Would you consider that toxic? I, I think I think a little bit. I think I think a little bit. He didn't deserve to be punched. You can say you can say, "Hey, that's you know, you're being disrespectful." Um, right. But it was funny because as soon as he did it, his woman's like, "You go apologize to him right now." And he went outside. He's like, "I'm sorry, bro. That was fucked up. What I did." <laughs> so apparently, the wife thought it was toxic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I think uh, when you're getting physical like that over a look, um, or maybe even you know. Someone talking to your woman. Yeah. Um, the 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 response has to fit the the action. If someone is looking right. at my girl, I'm gonna. I'll, you know, if they're if they're if they just glance, I'm not gonna say shit. That's just stupid. Why why waste the energy? If they're sitting right. there staring hard to the point where it's disrespectful, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, hey, you're being disrespectful. What the fuck's your problem? Right. You're making my old lady yeah. this uncomfortable, and it's not gonna be tolerated. Exactly. If he grabs their ass, I'm swinging. You know, that's, right. That's a different story. Physical contact that is intentional. Hello, darling. Uh, Welcome. It's a reason to defend your, you know, your wife, your girl, your whatever, um, your partner. Yeah. Um, that the story you just said that's that's a little far. I mean, back in the day when we were twenty, that would probably be a, a normal response for a lot of men. 
Especially at the bar. Um, yeah. Right. A few drinks. Oh, that jackass is looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, how about a, a bitch slap versus a closed fist? What do you think? Is there a difference? I almost I almost feel like if somebody was to bitch slap me or hit me, punch me with a closed fist, I almost feel like the slap deserves more of a response from me because the slap is more disrespectful. Right. So <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to explain. <laughs> but it's like if somebody slaps you like you're a girl... Right. It's more disrespectful than punching me in the eye. Do you think that it is toxic? Like, uh, they're overly testosteroned enough that they think they can just come up and slap another grown man. I mean, it depends on what the, what the purpose of why they hit me. You know, okay. if, if I, if I did something extremely disrespectful, you know, then, then there's a tolerance level of acceptability, um, if if obviously they did it for no reason, that's extremely toxic. If they did it because I was, you know, making a scene, that's toxic. You don't need to you don't need to introduce violence when somebody just has words. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> so any more topic on there? All right. The next one is this is the halfway mark, I believe, is uh to be Consumed with power and dominance to a point that it causes harm to others, such as verbal, physical, or online bullying. One study found that over a quarter of men thought they should have the final word in relationships, over a third of men believing that they had the right to know where their female partner was at all times. Those those descriptions, I think we can d- agree, are, are pretty toxic. You are not... Just because you're the man in a relationship does not give you the right to know where your partner is 24 hours a day if they need, you know, some time alone. It's a respect issue. If I go someplace, I'm telling my girl, hey, I'm going here so you know where I am. I should be back in X amount of minutes. Um, Right. You know, so that's a whole other conversation if you guys are trying to keep stuff from each other like that. Uh, But that doesn't mean you're entitled to know to the point where you have to be controlling Correct. And if you're in that type of relationship where you're demanding 24-7 geolocating, um, probably not the right relationship. Exactly. Um, if you don't have the masculinity to be respectful to your partner, you probably don't need to be with that partner. Yep. I mean, I like to know, like, when my wife leaves to work. Exactly. And like I said, right. it's a respect issue. Like, you right. should tell your partner, but... It doesn't mean you're you should be controlling about it. Right. It's not like I'm calling and saying, "Hey, it's five fifteen. Get your ass in the car. Time to leave." Yeah. You you should have left work at four thirty. Right. It's a two minute drive. You're three minutes late. What the fuck? Right. Now, I give my old lady crap. She doesn't work a traditional nine to five, so she tries to leave anywhere between five five thirty if she can. Hmm. And you know she'll call me on the way. You know I'm on the way home, babe, and I'm like, hey. You would have left 10 minutes ago, you know, the traffic wouldn't be so bad. You know, I like to give her a little bit, but it, yeah, it's she's just doing what she's supposed to be doing. Exactly. I mean, I go to work, I come home. That's called respectful. If I'm going to go do something, I make the phone call yep. or text. Like, hey, I'm going to go grab a beer. Exactly. All right. Um, 
here's another I'm actually agreeing with some of these uh, quite uh, more uh, than uh, I expected uh, uh, sexual aggression towards women thinking you're God's gift to women think they you have the right to touch them and talk to them however you want that's a very toxic trait and that's a kind of toxic trait that will get your ass beat by a real man yeah I mean that is locker room talk yeah um, so you and me we could talk about that stuff all day long amongst you and me. Um, that should not be something you express towards females. Um, you just shouldn't talk, you shouldn't grab. You shouldn't do things that make them uncomfortable. Like if you're ever unsure <laughs> of the way you want to say something or what you want to do towards a woman is inappropriate, just immediately think, how would I react if somebody did this to my mom or my sister or my daughter? And if you still think a fucked up, you know, pinching their ass or something is acceptable, then you got issues beyond toxic masculinity. I even sometimes have to think if I should smack my own wife on the rear. <laughs> you know, give her one of them little, hi, baby. Uh, you know, give her one of those. I have to think about it. I've done it. She's given me the look like that was the wrong time. Oh, yeah. Great. It was when we were walking down the street. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I mean, I would agree. If I couldn't go stand seeing someone do that to my mom, um, probably not the right thing to do. Exactly. And you've seen, we've all probably seen it at the bar where the woman is getting treated that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, especially from some drunk idiot that can't, you know, control himself when he has a few beers. Yep, and a lot of times it's aimed at, uh, you know, like bartenders. Female bartenders have to take a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, and kudos to them because a lot of them stay in the business a long time. Like, you deal with this crap. Now another, I can see. another situation I see it happen with a lot is um, fast food workers, retail workers. You get some, some dipshit in there that thinks because he might have a better job than... Um, and, and I see them do it to both sex, but more more common with women just because they have a better job or the woman might be working at McDonald's or something. They have some kind of right to be extremely disrespectful to them. Right. Um, I, I just I don't know why people think that it's OK to be disrespectful to that sort. Yep. Um. I mean, I've worked in the service industry, so I agree. I have seen it. Um, I can't say I've partaken in it because I just have respect. Uh, I, I, plenty asked, of testosterone. George asked if anybody else has a frozen podcast. We're fine on my end. I, if anybody I'm else is having it. issues. Okay, okay. <clears throat> All right, what else is on there? All right, next up is... Uh, here's one we talked about. Not displaying emotion makes you toxic. Emotion is treated as being a feminine characteristic. Stifling emotion is seen as true manliness. Feminists feel that not showing emotion makes you less of a man. Um, this is one I'm a little conflicted about. I think it is... Not appropriate for a man to go out in public crying. Nor I, th a woman. I think I think there's I think there's that line. At home with your 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 family, your friends, certain emotions are meant to be there with your family and friends. 
Um, others' joy and happiness um, should be displayed anywhere and everywhere. But there's certain things you can't stifle emotion. You just can't. It's harder to hold it in. And, you know, the anger that some of that stuff can build up. And I think we saw that a lot in, in the older generations, like our dads or grandpas. They they wouldn't, they wouldn't show emotion often, but they would be angry. They would get angry oh, yeah. very easy. Um, I think we all have stories of our dad losing their shit or our grandpa losing their shit over the smallest thing. Um, right. They, you know, I, I've been in, I've been in out therapy uh, a lot with my mental health issues, and they teach you like uh, getting control of your emotion and expressing it healthily. Um, right. I agree with you. you sh- obviously, well, nobody, especially a man, should not be walking down the street crying. Um, Utilize your loved ones when, when you know, when you want f- for emotion. But I think a good, healthy adult, whether it's man or female, but specifically <laughs> men, is reining in those emotions and learning how to control them. Not, right. you know, not crying at you dropping a glass or not getting angry at you dropping a glass and throwing dishes across the house. Whatever that emotion is, reining it in and learning how to control it and express it in a healthy manner is a good right. thing to be as a mature adult. Well, I mean, if you're in public and someone drops a glass, that's where you should not express an emotion. Yes, yes. So, if... If, if you go to fucking McDonald's and they mess up your burger, you should not be berating... Like, rein it no. in. Relax. Relax, man. Calm down. Of course, maybe it's the 10th time like, in a don't row slap, Don't slap the McDonald's worker with your burger. Somebody in right. chat knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're speaking of right now. I mean, it was, a, it was a long time ago, to be fair. A long time ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That is a, a, a toxic masculinity problem with that last set of comments Fuck there. Fuck you, Forrest. <laughs> it happened once. Oh, man, I'm dead. <laughs> but no, I, I think, I'm, you know, I make it a joke. It was something that happened a long time ago. You know, as we're younger, we, we don't understand those how to control emotions. You know, right. I think we all have instances when we were much younger where we'd lash out you know, unhealthy way. Right. But bottling up the emotions, you've got to do it to some extent in certain areas. You've got to not have emotional responses to every little single thing that happens. Yeah. Um, So I would say the feminazis lost on that one. I agree. They have to give a better context behind their crap um, for it to be valid. And again, I think that I think there's a scale. Like I think most normal women supporters, you know, f- feminists are gonna say agree with us. But then there's gonna be those extreme ones that that want their boyfriend to be sobbing at every movie with a tissue. Like there's gonna be extreme. That's not a masculine man. Yeah, that, that's that's not. I mean, guys should not be crying and sobbing at movies. No. 
Um, I that's way too much estrogen in the man bun. That is that I mean, is come a, on. That is honestly medically a sign of too much estrogen in, in your system. If, yeah, throw if, the guy a tampon and tell him to move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, number three is not being a feminist feminist ally. If you don't support feminism, you are a toxic man. Oh, I can't support feminism. <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of like what we were talking about with with gay couples. I don't care if you like women, if you, if you want to champion for women's rights, it doesn't mean I have to show up at your rallies and put fucking props in my window. No, and you want to shave your head and call yourself a woman? More power to you. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not walking with you. Yeah. I'm just not. I could care less. Um, we'll get into feminism in a couple weeks, so I really don't want to bag on them too bad today. Okay, okay. Um, but not supporting this, not supporting that. You can kiss my greasy ass. I'm so sorry, because, uh, <laughs> I support my family and my friends. <laughs> All right, number That's two, <laughs> number two on the list, so we don't talk about feminists too much, is risk-taking. If you're a man that takes extreme risks, you are considered toxic. I think you're just a dumb man. I mean, you've got to do that stuff to thrill. Uh, you've got to get those juices flowing. Um, men that don't take any risks at all lose their testosterone at too early of an age. Now, here's the extreme description that it gives. Connected to male dominance, toxic masculinity encourages taking risks to demonstrate dominance. Men who buy into this are more likely to take extreme measures such as perpetrate violence, drive dangerously, gamble, and abuse drugs. How fucking extreme can that description get? I mean, it's super extreme to go gambling. I mean, I it mean, is, but, but to assume anybody that takes any form of risk is going to go... I'm going to go beat my wife and then go snort some coke and gamble my life savings. Like, what? Like, there's things that are a little more dangerous than any of that, such as bungee jumping. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, what's the one where you're you're jumping off of buildings without parachutes? Um, I mean, if you're taking no like risk, that. by their definition, you're just living... Like like Sarah says, men that don't take risk are all just a bunch of soft pussies. You're basically what living your entire life alone. You you don't have right. the balls to go tell a woman you like her, to tell somebody you love them, to apply for that job that you don't think you're qualified enough for, to ask for that promotion. You're just you, yeah, you're just living your life bored and alone. I mean, who hasn't snorted a line off a hooker's ass at the casino? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I don't know about you, bro. <laughs> I know you're in Mexico. That's, that's what you're I doing. Back from Mexico, uh, and I drank the water. Okay, so that's risk. That's risky. Uh, yeah, I mean, it might have been stuffed with estrogen, but I'm toxic because I drank the water in Mexico. <laughs> you're lucky you weren't on a toilet the whole fucking vacation. I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't there, but I'm just saying, I mean, by their definition, I, I'm just as toxic for doing that or walking down the street in a bad neighborhood. But I'm like, at more risk. Oh, yeah, exactly. Down in the hood in Milwaukee yeah. than I am 
you know, smoking a doobie. So you live at I home mean, by yourself in a dead end job because you're you're too afraid to move on. You're afraid to leave the house. Like that's one of my biggest issues with with stuff like this is the scale is so wide. Risks right, and they do that on purpose. Normal healthy risks don't make you a toxic man. Obviously, if you're right. walking around sleeping with hookers unprotected and doing blow from strangers every night, those are risks. They don't make you. They don't even make you toxic. They make you stupid. Right. But the scale I mean, is it, so wide. Yeah, I mean, how many, how much drugs do I have to do to be toxic? Yeah. I mean, is one doobie snack uh, too much? <laughs> I mean. Uh, draw a line here and the problem like i said it's an open-ended thing is they specifically don't want you to know where the scale is so that you know charlie sheen between charlie sheen and jesus um all fits the same you know category because jesus chewed on a coca leaf one day on a walk i mean they're both looked at as the same I mean, Sarah come said on. I just described her ex, what, the, the do and blow and from strangers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, this list. All right. Uh, we're at number one now. We're, we're, at, we're, at number, we're at number one now. Number one toxic masculinity trait, according to feminists, is not engaging in household chores and caregiving with children. Oh, well, here's, here's the discussion I had with my wife. So back 40 years ago, who went and did all the work? Men. Men did. But that Men. was back when the woman was the home, the caregiver exactly. at home. Men, uh, you could provide a good home on a man's salary. Alone. Mm -hmm. And the woman did all of the work at the house yep. and with the kids. Yep. Nowadays... Most couples are both at work. Yep. And it takes a masculine man to be part of the family. Yeah. Um, but it, it shouldn't be looked at as masculine all the way because when you're in a committed relationship, you are a team player. That means if you're working 50 hours and the wife is working 30, the wife is going to do a little more work at home. Yeah. If you're both working 40 hours, you are going to be splitting that work. Um, as I told the wife, I work earlier in the morning. My wife gets the kids to school. I get home earlier, so I get the kids from school. And she works late enough where I start dinner every day. Mm -hmm. Okay? I cook for her. I take care of the kids after work. Um, and I do a little bit of the chores. The wife comes home and does more of the chores because I didn't clean the counter good enough. <laughs> I mean, she's going to come and do some of it. There's nothing wrong with splitting the stuff. Yeah. Um, but if that is the open-ended topic, what if the man is the only one working? Yeah. I think it seems to be the trend. This this is such a wide skill. It has too many determining factors. If the man is a lawyer working 14 hours a day making good money and the woman is at home and she's able to not work there's a trade-off yeah there's a trade-off um i have no problem i do more than my fair share of chores i have no problem with that never have and 
I don't think any man in an equal relationship that has the time should have an issue with that. Now, if if your woman's working the same amount of time you're working and you're not doing shit around the house, then yes, you're toxic. But that description yep. is just too wide. There's there's too many different examples, and they're just focusing and narrowing in on that small sample where the man may work less because there are relationships where the man i know people where the woman would work all day the man would stay home play video games all day and still not do shit she'd have to come home right. clean cook everything that's toxic but yep. you can't that's get that masculine yeah, no, that's you, just you, toxic <laughs> these feminist descriptions are just too too widespread <clears throat> right i mean they're they're they do this intentional again they do this just for guys like us or, you know, the man bun guy to sit and read this like, oh, I better go clean the house for my lady. Yeah. Like, no, you're you're a shared partner in a relationship. So And a lot I'm, of the time the men that are reading this, the man bun wearing guys like you said, they're not masking masculine enough. They're insecure. So yeah, they're reading this like you said and they're like, Oh, I need to do more of this, belittling yeah. themselves more to, to appease then, the feminist crowd. And then they're going to come and yell at you because you didn't dust the uh, the vent over there for your mm -hmm. old lady. Uh, while the soy boy is, you know, probably wearing the French maid outfit cleaning the house. Like, yep. come on. I mean, come on, soy boy. <laughs> we can't be having any of this. I mean, a man is a man. And a man knows what equal partners are. Um, you know, back in the day when a man is doing all of it in one area, a woman's doing the rest of it. Yeah. Um, even back, even back then, though, it was equal. The man was working, the woman was taking care of the house. In, in a yeah. healthy relationship, it's always been equal in some way, shape, or form. I know, uh, I don't know, six or seven years ago, I was in between jobs. I still went to work every day. I did everything I could around the house. Mm -hmm. I kept the house as clean as possible, hung out with the kids, did the homework, did the cooking, yard chore, everything I could at the house. Yep. Now, did the wife have to still come home and do stuff? Sometimes, yes. But it was very little because I tried to get everything I could out of the way. That's called That was my job. Yeah. I was the homemaker. Okay, I I was the stay-at-home dad for a little while doing this stuff. Um, I didn't take time out of my day to play video games and ignore my responsibilities. Yep. Uh, if I work all day and I want to come and play a video game after that, I have the right to play that video game. Mm. I don't if I'm not working all day and I'm just sitting home masturbating playing video games in my mom's basement. Yep. Well, that shapes up that list. Anything you want to uh, add? <laughs> uh, I mean, the the bottom line is what is what do you, what in your words in Justin's words what is what does it mean to be a man? To be a man, first and foremost, you have to be a leader. Okay, you might not have to be the boss, but you have to lead. Okay, so you lead by example. As fathers, we need to teach our sons. What is appropriate? Hard work, commitment, teach them that they are hunters and gatherers, okay? Now, you don't have to be that as your main role, but that's what you have to try and learn to do, okay? Um, teach them commitment. You have to show them 
what commitment means. Yeah. Um, and you have to be able to get them to pass that on to other generations and be examples for other men. Okay. So masculine, is this what you want all men to be like? Do you want every man going home to beat their old lady? Absolutely not. Do you want them to protect the old lady? Yes, you do. Do you want these women um, thinking that this, you know, abusive biker is epitome of masculinity? Not at all. You want them to look at that guy and say that's a loser. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, I guess you can't stereotype people. Is there a guy out there with a man bun that might be a man? Might be. Yeah, I mean, we're, uh -oh. we're joking, obviously. If you are if you have a man bung, it doesn't mean you're some coward. I no, agree with everything. it's funny because I wrote that synopsis with the, the man bun, um, and the couple we went with, the guy had the man bun. Really? And I didn't know he had a man bun. Like, I hadn't seen him in a while, and I, I wrote this down, and about 10 minutes later, we met him, uh, met up with him at the airport, and I'm like, oh, crap. I want to <laughs> tell him about the, the podcast because, you know, He's cool shit. Like, oh, but I put man bun in the description. <laughs> well, I agree with 100% everything you said, especially the part where you talked about you need to, we need to teach our, our sons, you know, what it means to be a man. And I, I, a, lot of the, a lot of the guys that are adults now that I know that I consider not real men, they didn't have... Uh, proper father. They have fathers in the house, a lot of them, but they, they weren't taught how to be a man or their dad was too busy working or something. Even if you're busy, you got to teach your, you got to teach your boy. We're pack animals, basically. The, the children are going to look towards the man at the head of the household for guidance and protection. And we have to be able to provide that as men. You know, it's, it's not always fair, but it's, it's our role and we have to fulfill it. Correct. And, uh, a number one tip when you're trying to get into this idea of, you know, leading, don't read the feminist articles that we just read because yeah. that is not true leadership. That's not how to lead by example. If you're reading this soy boy literature, um, you might as well just be a mom. Yeah. If you're watching, if you're listening to our podcast and you think, damn, I might be a little bitch, go take apart a car, car or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> fast forward a month, you're gonna be you're gonna be much more manly. Like, get your go, hands go, dirty, learn how to do some shit. <laughs> go throw on UFC, see what it makes you think. Yeah, go go uh, get into a fight, go do something. Oh, not get into a fight. You don't have to beat someone up, <laughs> but watch someone else beat someone else up for a little bit. <laughs> see if you think that's manly, or if you like get hurt feelings because you know. Uh, Conor McGregor took one to the forehead and, you know, was Yeah, hurt. if you cry, you might be a bitch. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and don't, uh, don't come crying to me. If you need to learn something about being a man, hits me up. I teach you how to be men. <laughs> All right, well, I think that pretty much wraps up tonight's episode about toxic men masculinity. Uh, next week, we are going to be talking immigrants. Do we really have an immigrant problem? Do you think we have an immigrant problem, Justin? Don't answer that. Save that for next week because that's Wait my topic. Wait find out. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on unstable dual pot or unst the unstableduel.com. 
Uh, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. You can find all those links on our official website. We're live here Sunday again. I want to thank everybody for joining us. And you can find us being a man. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. You too. Take it easy.